Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Dr. Simon here. And I wanted to talk some more about self, identity, and politics. This topic could be uh, endlessly mined for uh, interesting ideas. Um, To me, the central topic uh, in understanding myself and uh, you understanding yourself and we understanding each other. So I'm just going to jump in with a variety of ideas, some of which I meant to talk about uh, in my last broadcast about self-identity. But uh, we'll left it for this show. First, self is experience. It is made up of accumulated experience. It is made up of uh, the experience through our senses and the emotions we feel as we uh, interact with the world and ourselves and the objects around us. Um, the, the idea that self has an identity is a separate issue, related but separate. That is how we end up verbally identifying ourselves, the various names that we call ourselves, the various names we are known by. And the politics of our social interactions from birth onward are going to determine in many ways what we experience, what we allow ourselves to experience, uh, and how we identify ourselves as the experiencer uh, and the object of the experience in our interaction with others. Now, what emerges as we uh, develop psychologically is the notion of a self that is the source of action. We recognize ourselves Uh, and and define ourselves with the word I. And that I, in pure experience, is that which intends to act, that which has acted, that which uh, creates, that which uh, interacts with others. So it's the self as the doer, the source of action. And then there is me, which is the object of the intentions and the actions of others. As pure experience, if you ask me who I am, and I list my name and all the aspects of identity that I discussed in my last broadcast, that has little to do with the fact that there's an experience of being alive, of an experience of walking, of talking, of looking, of touching, uh, of intending to do things, of planning. And then there is the notion of of a me. I know things can happen to me and have happened to me. And much of my memory is of the things I did to others and the things that others did to and for and with me. And the politics of all this, in many ways, defines how we live out our lives. And as I uh, move into the last years of my life, I'm sorry I didn't understand 
the importance of politics as as the defining aspect of social interaction to define and understand how I live my life, the things I did in relation to my wife, my children, uh, the number of friends I had or didn't have, in terms of the politics of the relationships that I experienced. And to me, this is a, a source of insight that is potentially available for everybody. I've talked last time about that. I've talked a number of times on my shows about democratic and authoritarian and totalitarian politics. And the democratic being a set of interactions in which one is not afraid to express oneself because the assumption is that you have a right and a privilege to say, not to hurt, but to say, to be, to exist. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, uh, say our constitutional uh, uh, authors, uh, should be the, the, the essential uh, experience of being alive in the world. In the authoritarian and totalitarian, it is a very different set of assumptions. And that assumption is be obedient. Don't initiate until one is told, one is told to do what to do. Don't uh, uh, express yourself openly. Mistrust and gauge uh, what others want from you so that you will be seen as the good as the obedient child. Or that one will spend a lifetime seeking power over others because the assumption is uh, it's either them or us. I am controlled or I am in control. So much of what I see when I look at the politicians around us, particularly the administration coming in, ourselves that have experienced in one way or another terrible criticism, a terrible fear of ever being wrong, of admitting to mistakes, because mistakes make one nothing, make one vulnerable uh, uh, to rejection. That love was conditional upon obedience. Sometimes I think that uh, when love is conditional, it's not really love at all, because my notion of love is uh, one that is laced with a respect for the existence of myself in the face of others and others as they interact with me. Do I practice this at all times? No. Uh, have I gotten better of it, at it with age? Yes. Uh, the more vulnerable we feel to criticism the more we fear uh, making the mistake uh, and, and, and the terrible punishment of rejection or physical harm, the less we're able to even say what we want to say, even to ourselves. Life becomes a performance piece. I'm amazed by actors, people who can, uh, on the screen or on the stage, literally become somebody else. 
And I think to have, you have to be able to do that in order to be a really successful actor and draw us into the world of the performance because we can suspend belief that you are someone other than the person you are acting yourself to be. Um, there is very little joy, I believe, in lives in which we can't create and express and, and discover that aspect of life that feels real to us. Let me back up a second with that. Many years ago, 20, 25 years ago, uh, psychology swept with the idea of real and false selves. That we have a real self that we learn to hide from the world and a false self that we present the world in order to be accepted. And certainly, I believe uh, that the more falseness uh, with which we live our lives, uh, it is a function of the degree to which um, we found ourselves in a power struggle almost every moment of our life in which uh, we are condemned uh, if we deviate from the rule of law as established by the authorities uh, uh, controlling our lives. But what I don't believe is that there really is actually a real self for a false self. What there is is a self that feels real, that when we say something, we know we mean it, that when we act, it is a feeling that we ourselves have initiated the action. And the false self is the self that feels false. And I suppose the false self becomes real in the sense that after a lifetime of acting in ways that run counter to our, what we would like to say, uh, even though we've lost the willingness to say to ourselves what we would like to say or what action we would like to take or what occupation we would like to go into or what we would like to demonstrate to the world we believe is best and true about ourselves, that, um, that, that this terrible loss uh, is a performance and it feels wrong. It is not right for us. Each of us, hopefully, finds a life that feels right. That we feel that when we wake up in the morning, we're with people with whom we can say and, and do what we wish. And they could do the same because ultimately it is mutually beneficial, non-hurtful, that we can live with others in which we can be critical of them and they critical of us because it is, we experience it as beneficial rather than an attack on an identity that feels found out, that feels attacked, that uh, uh, feels a, a, a fear of being absorbed by the intention of others so that the us in a relationship totally overwhelms any aspect of I. 
Uh, I could talk about this forever, but actually I don't want to. Um, again, I believe that the worst people in the world are politicians uh, and the clerics that work with them to add to or give them their power. Uh, I'm reading a very interesting book now that I am critical of even as I love it, and that's Christopher Hitchens' uh, little masterpiece, uh, God is Not Great, and the subtitle, How Religion Poisons Everything. And I disagree with the anger with which he writes this. And I disagree that all religion is of necessity uh, poisoning. It's authoritarian religion. It is the religion that defines a set of rules for us that makes our uh, sense of self wrong in its essential nature because it disagrees with those particular rules, that it takes our nature, our sexual feelings, our appetites, and says you have to hide and deny these rather than find socially acceptable and healthful ways of expressing and satisfying them. That ultimately becomes destructive. And that as I watch in the country that I love, more and more hateful, angry individuals speaking for a notion of God that does not allow for individuality, that is uh, divisive and hateful towards any that they believe in their need to be perfect is a, as, as an affront and a danger to them and, and thus has to be controlled or stamped out. It is the tyranny of politicians who have joined with some religious notion uh, that a God, a vengeful, angry God, not only looks at your behavior and judges, but actually reads your thoughts and condemns you for what desires you have that are part of the equipment that you were born with. That action has to be taken in lockstep with everybody at your level of uh, worthiness, of your level of, uh, uh, that you're allowed control over your life. Otherwise, terrible punishment ensues. The antithesis of democracy, the antithesis of a life that can be lived with a sense of creativity and the joy that comes along with it. Uh, when our constitutional fathers uh, wrote the Constitution, they argued whether it should be life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. They changed it to happiness. Um, I'm glad they did. But right now, defining yourself uh, as adequate and as worthy is almost entirely based upon the size of your wallet and the property that you are, uh, uh, own. Uh, somebody was telling me t uh, today uh, how they went to a fair, an automobile fair, and there were automobiles that people drive for half a million dollars, $300,000. Uh, 
Um, and I don't want to sound like spoiled sport. Um, I can't understand that, except as a way of showing the world that I have made it as a success because I can take money and drive around in a car uh, that uh, is the uh, life savings uh, or more than the amount of money uh, a lot of people will make in an entire lifetime or more than uh, a, a group of people would ever make in their lifetime. Um, so where can I go with this? Um, I think I've done enough. Uh, so there is a self that feels real and a self that feels false. There is a self that experiences the initiation of action and a self defined by me as the recipient of the action of others. And uh, that the identities attached to this can be identities that lead to a joy, a sense of, of uh, realness, of, of fulfillment, and others where they come out of a hierarchical system with what sociologists call spoiled identities, where they feel guilty for their very existence. I have done a number of shows in the past suggesting that depression is a feeling of uh, hopelessness and helplessness about one's life and a feeling of shame and guilt about one's very existence that can't be escaped, that can't be resolved. And it's that that is depression, not a biological entity uh, that is in the brain that requires endless uh, funneling of drugs into the body uh, in order to kill off the emotions and create a kind of deadness uh, that is at least uh, less painful than the feeling that one uh, shouldn't exist, doesn't exist, uh, that one is, is simply an object to be used, um, and that one uh, will never be able to change any aspect of the life that they live or, or uh, engage in, in expressing the wish and acting through the wish of the life they wish they could have. I've done enough. That's it. The topic is over. I will come back to this in many ways. Uh, this again, ladies and gentlemen who hear this, this is my therapy. Uh, this morning, as I read the newspaper, I came across the article on uh, North Carolina, uh, which the Republicans, the fanatics who need to be in control and express uh, their uh, 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 need to have everybody uh, follow their wishes, many of which are uh, religious of, in source, uh, uh, strip the Democratic governor of many of the uh, aspects of his uh, role, uh, making him a puppet of the legislature. If this isn't the death of democracy... If this isn't the coup, I don't know what is. Uh, will he be able to take this to court? Will there be a court and a judge that is unafraid to restore some kind of civil uh, uh, interaction that says 
that the law of the land must be followed and not abridged according to authoritarian, totalitarian, religious dictates? I don't know. But uh, we're in for it. We really are in for it. And uh, so this kind of a show where I hope that people can analyze uh, where they are in the social hierarchy of their lives, where they are in relation to the larger and the smaller politics of their lives, and can choose to live in a democratic way, where they and others are valued, uh, where there is a rule of law that is fair for everyone, because everyone deserves that kind of fairness. Okay, I think I've done enough. It's uh, 10 to 5. It's almost cocktail time. The good part of the day after uh, the golf game is over. And take care.